Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Guided Spirit Conversations. I am so excited. I have a dynamo with me today, Nicole Martin. And Nicole is a speaker, author, visionary, and Chief Empowerment Officer and CEO of HR Boost. Nicole helps shine light on ways to address the challenges that we are met with today, personally and professionally. In her new book, The Power of Joy and Purpose, Nicole takes us on a journey of her spiritual awakening to claim joy and purpose with the tools and principles of presence. Growing through her own experiences, we peer through the veils of our common human experience to discover how gratitude and forgiveness can heal us move forward in faith and recapture who we are truly meant to be. Welcome, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm absolutely wonderful, Marla. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here. And I know when you came out with this book, I said, this is a must have on the show. And I know some things that happened in the meantime, but we're here and I'm so excited about it. Thank you. So let's start. I like to, the first thing I like to do is start at the beginning. So let's talk about the beginning of your journey and what prompted you to write this book. You know, I love that you asked that question because this actually, even though it's probably one of my consecutive books, I had books before this, as you know, that were business oriented versus different audience. This was the one that was on my heart first. And truly, I think about it in the most crazy places, Marla, the voice of your intuition, right? So I'd be like in the quiet moments of the night while I was nursing my newborn children or in the shower when you have that time that you're just by yourself and you're washing your hair and you have this intuition voice talking to you of, when are you going to do this? You know, you should really do that. And you're pushing it down because you're going, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I had that vibration call to me to really tell my story because I felt in every private conversation, one-on-one I was having with a woman or a person of trauma or in my real, you know, intimate circles of friends, I was sharing and I realized, no, I have to actually speak louder and more openly. And if it heals one soul, then it was worth it. And so I wanted to do that. And it's really the gratitude of my children becoming a mother that brought me to a place to give back that powerfully um, to say, no, we have a responsibility. That's great. And then we do have a responsibility. And, and so, but in an earlier book of yours, you have a favorite quote, it's presence is more than just being present. Yeah. So let's explain to everybody what that quote means to you and what you mean it for others. Absolutely. So the word presence to me, the first time I heard it, I was 10 years old. And some of you might be as old as me or older or younger, who knows, you might not have heard of the Reader's Digest. Do you remember reading the Reader's Digest, Marla? Yes, I do remember the Reader's Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it was something that my mother had in the house. And I remember meeting this anonymous quote, which was presence is more than just being present. And at the time, I just thought, oh, that's really interesting. But it didn't resonate deeply with me. And as I've come to grow into being a young woman and a mother and just a businesswoman over the years, it's become much more meaningful to me. And I'd always find myself thinking of it. And it really, out of all the quotes I've ever seen, it is my most powerful favorite quote, because I live by it daily, moment to moment, I will ask myself, have I brought my presence to you today? Am I 100% with you right now, Marla? Or is my mind somewhere else? Or am I physically here, but I'm not fully present, just present versus presence, right? And so I've I've found that that quote became a mantra for me. And in today's busy world, we need all the grounding factors we can get. And for me, just saying that to myself silently will reground me. It's it's a great it's a great statement in presence or mindfulness either way you want to call it, um, they work the same and and I feel that in today's techno world and everybody's on their phone or on their iPads and mm-hmm. people aren't speaking to each other taking the time to shut down those things and be in with who like you said with whoever you're at I was just thinking family but. And really have communication and get to know each other. I think it's twofold. I said there's connection and there's also um, teaching about being with somebody. Right. You know, today, the kids, I think, are behind an eight ball in a sense that they don't understand how to be socialized. 
and, you know, and, and communicate with people because they do everything by text mm-hmm. or from a distance. And mm-hmm. it's great to learn the one-on-one exchange and how yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I think when I say it to myself, for example, in my home, when I'm at home with my children, um, it grounds me as a mother, which is, am I fully present with my children? Yes. Right. So if my child's sitting in a corner with his iPad for two hours, that's on me, which is I didn't go up to him and say, honey, put that down. How was your day? Let's go play. Let's go have lunch. You know, bringing myself with intention to the moment I have with him or with my husband, my girlfriend, right? It's easy for us to get, oh, good. He's on that gadget. Now I can get some things done. I got to do this over here. I got to do that. I got to do this. But really, we're not teaching intimacy then. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the point with that. And also in the context of a writing, you share the ABC model. What is the ABC model? Oh, my gosh. I was so fortunate um, to be blessed with a single mother. Um, she had me at the age of 19. And I had... Um, pretty traumatic event happened to me when I was nine years old. And she at the time had been going to school for psychology. And I think she just, as mothers do, kind of just put everything into you. (laughs) She'd come home. And so after this traumatic event, it was a gift, really. And at the time, I thought I'd learned it, but I've really spent my whole life practicing it and still learning it, to be quite honest. And it's, it was put out in the psychology field by um, a psychologist, Albert Ellis. You can Google him and find his studies, the ABC model. And it really is A plus B equals C. So A is adversity, B is your belief, and C is the consequence or the outcome. And a lot of people that I meet really are stuck, often for years even, in B. So A is something we have no control over, right? Marla, we could like go about our day, anything could happen to us today, and it's out of our control. But we have the opportunity to choose the purpose of power from ourselves, to whatever it is that we come across, whatever happens to us, we can choose a belief of what remains with us after that passes. Because this too shall pass, right? This will pass. The yes. question is, is, how do we let it affect us? Do we give the personal power away to let it affect us or bring us down negatively? Or to bring us up? Do we move for, forward with like lessons without the emotions? And sometimes... That B, that belief of, oh, you did this to me versus, oh, this happened to me, but I choose to not let it bring me down. Whatever that, whatever direction you go, that is your consequence. That is your outcome. And a lot of people through many things that happen throughout their lives are stuck in B with pointing fingers outward instead of looking internally and saying, no, you have the personal power to let that go right here, right now, forever. And that ties in with forgiveness. Yeah. Whether it's forgiving others or forgiving yourself. Both. Yeah. Sometimes it has to start right at home. Yeah. Sometimes it does. It start with um, right at home. <laughs> and that right. comes to awareness, right? I mean, if you're aware that you've said something or projected something um, or done something to either yourself or somebody else that doesn't serve you or them, right. then learning how to forgive, I find it to be a gift you give yourself. That's what I always say. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes forgiveness is really hard for people. And sometimes people um, are very hard on themselves. A lot of times, I mean, people will, and I say this often, people will treat themselves worse than they treat their worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Their worst adversary. Yeah. It's it's terrible. And the things we say to each other, to ourselves, and, you know, it just, we're just constantly boom, 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 boom. And when you learn to stop treating yourself as your own punching bag, your own personal punching bag, life gets really good. Well, and sometimes, right, finding the meaning in things is to say, yeah, that awful thing happened to me, but why? And sometimes people are searching for the why answer. And I like to always think that um, it's kind of, I've, I heard a woman speak in Kentucky just a couple of weeks ago and I loved her presentation. She was like, Nicole, to the audience, right? Everybody, it's your spiritual margarita. You for sure were like, wow, I was drinking spiritual margaritas with God that day that I made that deal, right? Which is <laughs> sometimes in your soul's evolution, there is a point that maybe this is meant for you so that you can grow. Um, the question is, is how is it striving to help your soul evolve and grow? And what are you being asked to take it forward with to help others in service? And I would say that I wouldn't be able to help another woman who'd uh, survive from trauma um, if I hadn't been a victim of trauma myself. And it's, it's true. And every, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm writing an article and I, I'm writing about things I do 
And I talk about how forgiveness is growth. I mean, these experiences yeah. we go through, are, are they're stepping stones to our growth and our expansion. Mm-hmm. And once we realize that, I feel that you then get your, you know, the upper hand on what's going on. So, for example, something happened to me uh, at the end of the year. And when I stepped out, you know, I looked up, I said, okay, what's, what's, why am I going through this again? What's in it for me? Where's the growth? What's the lesson? Because in everything that happens, there's a lesson opportunity or experience to grow on. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I think that it's intended. Sometimes people will say, oh, I did this before. And why is this happening to me again? And it really is, is that we've invited it in. And so sometimes those dysfunctional patterns that we learn from um, lack of knowing or just living it through our experience, through growing up or something we've witnessed, we often become... um, a model of the relationships that have been mirrored to us. Yes. And so whatever that is, we can outcome. The outcome can be we can choose to no longer be, repeat these dysfunctional behavior patterns. The question is, do we acknowledge that we played a part in this? Right? So if I came home, for example, from being engaged, and this is a true story, to my first fiance, and he was a closet drinker, and I didn't know it, and I was with him for years, Marla. Wow. How do you look in the mirror and go, how did I miss that? Well, so I, but they're very cunning. So this yeah. isn't even about you in the sense that this person is very cunning. I just want to give you that well, piece. Because it's a blinder, though. It's blinder. We choose as human beings to put on blinders. We do. That yeah. I'll agree with. To put yeah. on protections. Whether we're cognizant of it or not, we protect, we preserve, and we try to create harmony around our lives. Um, and sometimes it's too shocking for us at first. But I, that one, that's a good example of how you could be going about your day and living and you could be in denial and living a lie and not know the truth. And yes, you could certainly be deceived. But how did I open myself up to that deception? And I think the other part of that is that we see red flags. Red flags fly in front of us and we make excuses for them. That's right. And we just, you, you, we give it power. We feed it by saying, exactly, exactly. oh, no, it's my imagination. Oh, that's not real. Oh, that's me being too sensitive because why? We're conditioned. They keep telling us how sensitive we are. They, right. we, they keep telling us whoever they might be, whether it's a parent or a partner um, or a teacher or an employer. Yeah, and then you start. Any of the above. <laughs> right, exactly. And you start taking it in and then you start questioning. Right. When the red flags are flying, you don't see the red flags. You just say, oh, it's okay. You know, it's just him. It's his personality or her personality. And it's not. And it's not okay. And once you take ownership of that, and I think you'll agree, you can then take power in your own life. You stop giving your power away and you pull it back in. It's a pivotal moment of acceptance. It's it's coming to a place of acknowledgement and acceptance of whatever it is. And sometimes it's as simple as thinking of your epitaph. How do you want to be remembered? What was it that you wanted your life to be and the outcome? And if you think about that and what your daily actions are doing to align with that, um, sometimes you're completely off track. And the question is, is what did you do to allow yourself to get off track? And are you willing to acknowledge it and then accept what must be done in order for you to be intentional with how you would like your day to go every day so that it leads to the outcomes that you'd like? So that the dash is that great book. I love that book, The Dash if the dash meant something to you. A lot of people meet me, for example, Marla, you know this. We started the call today before I think we went live. And you (laughs) said, I love your energy. And what's interesting is a lot of people will meet me and they probably couldn't tell you what my business is or what we do at at HR Boost. And they probably couldn't, haven't read any of my books, right? But they'll remember me because of my energy. And it's always your dot, dot, dot. Whether people feel you, know you, if they're around you, it's your dot, 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 which is intangible. It's how you make somebody feel. Yes. That's what's remembered. It's true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And, well, you, I think that your energy is so vivacious and so sparkly. Oh, oh you're so. <laughs> we go back a long way. Yes, yes. Well, and I love, I love the fact that people do remember me for energy. I have people that will come to me and be like, oh, Nicole, did you know we know so and so in common? Well, they just said how much they love your energy. And I was like, gosh, and I was tired that day, you know? <laughs> oh, no, I think because I'm running at just a higher vibration um, that's fast paced and really go, go, go. And so when I'm calm and actually sleep deprived, I actually come across as a normal calm vibration, which people would just say, oh, that's her normal. But I would tell you, oh, no, I'm exhausted. Um, so you'll know if you meet me on a good, 
fully tanked day. <laughs> oh my God, you're you're the most amazing cheerleader there is. That's for sure. Uh, but, um, so let's talk about the energy that's all around us. How yeah. can we become more intentional about this energy? Because that's what we're talking about. Absolutely. So well, let's talk about the intentionality you. of it. Yeah, a lot of people um, may not grow up with energy. Um, conception, right? I was raised by um, an energy healer. <laughs> so I'm extremely open to um, the intangible things, um, you know, your your ethereal body, essentially your spirit that that is housed in this physical being. And when you think about that, we are sharing energy just in the universe. You can talk to any scientist and they'll tell you there's always a positive and a negative balance. We learn it in science in grade school about, you know, protons and electrons and how they always must be equal. Um, And that baseline of understanding that simple fact is that wherever you're at in space and time with the people that you're with, the energy in the room, the vibration around you is balancing. And so whether you're bringing something that's a high vibration that's positive or a negative vibration, something that's just down today, you're pulling from that balance. And the question I would ask is in every situation you walk into, are you bringing it up or down? And acknowledging your your actual vibration and where it sits. Even though I have high energy, I definitely have moments where I come down to conserve. Because if you're always giving energy and not restoring it, you can become depleted. And so it's really important to understand where you're at naturally. And, and when you walk into a room, like I said, A can happen to us, right, Marla? Somebody could walk yes. into my room right now and they could have a really bad morning. And I'm pretty positive today, right? I'm feeling good. And someone will come in and they'll actually say something about how their awful night, whatever it was. Luckily, I'm feeling at a high enough positive vibration today to give them my positive love. But they'll, if I didn't have that to give, it could potentially bring me down. Yes. And then they took, whether I speak it, give it, knowingly or not, I have given my positive life force, my vibration, spiritual energy to them. And they might feel better when they walk out the room just because they were with me. I might not have had to intentionally give them energy. It's not something you think about in the moment. So think about that in moments that you're in. Am I giving or am I taking energy? Hence the term energy vampire for those who are takers and they just aren't able to give back. And then there are those who just naturally exude the ability to just, um, it's like our energy field. So for explanation, you know, there's many of them that come out and they, in our aura grows when we, you know, when we're feeling good, when we're feeling, you know, up our vibration, our energy grows. And it's like walking through a cloud of energy. So somebody could walk by me three feet away and walk through my vibration yeah. and pick it up and take it with them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something where people need to be very conscious of um, blockages of their energy, things that they may not even realize and areas in which we've maybe depleted our spirit and neglected our spirit. Um, and we can get very busy in life where we may not be living intrinsically, but very extrinsically. And as a result, our spirit can become very depleted. And that's how we can become ill. And that's about self-care also. It's about yeah. being aware of what's going in your life and making sure you take care of yourself. If you know you've got, a, you know, a period of time where you run, 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 go, make sure you plug in some downtime somewhere yes. where you can recharge, regenerate, get a massage, take an Epsom salt bath. There's so many things. Take a walk in the woods. I mean, it doesn't have to be an expense. It can just be an experience. I think, yeah, just being present in full presence in the moment, wherever you are. I claim presence in the noisiest of rooms, Marla. I mean, someone could be screaming next to me, my three-year-old, right? And him and daddy could be having an argument or I could be at a conference speaking and it's very, you know, lots of people and whatever. It's important to learn and practice something that brings you to a piece of presence. When I'm on the go, for example, I have mint tea right now. I could be, I could take a sip of this and whoo, then. Yeah. My full bath on the go, like whatever it is, like you're saying, it does not have to be extravagant, but make sure you find and are, are connected to something that does that for you. You must replenish and fill your soul cup. I mean, and sometimes it's an emergency. When I turned 40, Marla, I literally booked a plane to Montana. So I'd wake up in mountain air. Oh, how nice is that? No. So Nicole, let's, um, we have to take a break, okay. but well, we're going to continue this when we come back. So Hang on, everyone, and we will be back to you shortly.
My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Redson. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to us and we, you know, being here through the break. Um, I'm here with Nicole Martin. And Nicole is this amazing, vibrant, um, speaker, author, visionary, chief empowerment officer, and she's the CEO of HR Boost, as well as the author of the newest book, because she's got a slew of books, <laughs> um, The Power of Joy and Purpose. And so when we stepped out at break, we were talking about energy exchange. Uh-huh. And so let's talk about the empowering lens. I want to sort of transition into the empowering lens. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and I think what's really interesting about the empowering lens is just to, to get to a place in, in presence where you trust yourself fully. Um, sometimes people doubt what they're thinking. Um, and that wouldn't happen if we trusted ourselves implicitly. So I think coming to a place to empower yourself is to start base one, which is trust yourself, love yourself. And hear your intuition speaking to you and trust that what you're hearing um, with clarity is the truth and trust that. And I think once you do that, it can be scary or it can be beautifully exciting, right? Sometimes you can't believe what you're thinking and telling yourself. Um, You're thinking, should I really do that? Or gosh, I can't do that. You start putting restrictions on yourself too. And I think that if we just start with really trusting ourselves, um, it can change your life. It can absolutely change your life. I remember the day, for example, that I started consulting and people would say, well, Nicole, you can't do HR, you know, the way that you're doing it. You have to be in-house. And I said, well, why not? Right. I wanted, I wanted to do what I had always done, but I wanted to have the flexibility for my family that was now my, I was not a mother now. And I couldn't find a job that provided that to me. And years later now, Marla, I have 16 people who work for me and and I look around and I'm like, oh, I created a playground for them, but this is really my playground too. And we're doing great things. But if I wouldn't have trusted myself to say, I'm at joy and purpose today, and we all deserve that, give ourselves permission to live joy and purpose in the service of God, it can be empowered and you can empower yourself to live your dreams. It's true. And I just want to touch upon the point of when you were saying, you know, follow, follow your intuition, but you know, what you're, you're hearing trust in yourself. That's also guidance that spirit provides for us. And when we're able to be present and those quiet times you were talking about in the shower, driving, you know, while you were doing there, something else you were doing, um, but, and you get a voice in your head that says, why aren't you doing this or do this or do that? That's your intuition. Yeah. And that's where you learn to trust what's coming in because it won't guide you wrong. Yeah. And sometimes your intuition's doing things to protect you based on 
um, being wrapped in fear, which is your own self-doubt and your negative thoughts. Yes. So, for example, um, I can remember, I've known ABC my whole life. My mother taught it to me. And even though my mother is an energy healer, she can't do the healing for me. Right? I have to do the healing. And so I have to do part of it. Yeah, I had to do the tough work, just like anybody else will have to if they really want to heal. Um, And I think that really means that you can move forward through things and keep just the facts of whatever that was without the emotions. The emotions, the self-talk, the things that we trap within our um, our aura, our being, our chakras. Our being, yeah. Yeah, whatever we trap in here, and then we move forward. Sometimes we just move forward. And we had we shut something off. So, for example, I was betrayed. Um, many people have been betrayed, yes. and <laughs> I learned um, to protect myself instead of trust myself. So, when you protect yourself versus trust yourself, love can stand right in front of your face. And God delivered something incredible to you right before you, and that person be telling you they love you, and you're just going, "Well, that's too good enough to be true." I don't know about that, right? Um, and I did that with my husband, who's the gentleman who's now my husband. And I'm sad to say that I was so guarded and I had closed my heart chakra to protect myself that I ultimately um, denied that love for probably two months. We met in July and he had long told me he loved me. And I was like, well, that's a little fast, right? It was um, September 11th. Oh, 2001? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that day, I'll, we all would know where we were that day, right? You, you think of immediately the people that you love. Yes. And one of the first people I thought of was him. And I realized in tears, right, in horror, in trauma that we're all experiencing watching that day. Where is this human being? And I need to tell him I love him too. Right? But you don't, you don't feel that until... I mean, the, it's sad that it took trauma external to other human beings around me for me to get honest with myself and trust myself and open myself to have faith that this, this was meant for me and that God meant this but, for me. But here's the thing. It happened when it was supposed to happen. Right. The way it was supposed to happen. <laughs> right. And you, you're in the place you're supposed to be. And, but many of us do. And I'm, I'm on that, you know, I'm in that playground too of protecting yourself and, sure. and putting a shield around your heart. And the thing that, that's really tough, and it was a big awakening for me, is if you have the shield, not only are you not letting somebody in to hurt your heart, but nobody can feel your heart either. That's right. And so by removing the shield and becoming vulnerable and allowing the vulnerability to be palpable, for me, it has enlightened my life. It's, it's enhanced my life rather Absolutely. than hindered it. Yeah. Well, it brings you to a deep place of gratitude and self-worth, self-love, and um, not entitlement, but empowerment. Yes. That you deserve joy. You deserve joy. You deserve love. You deserve happiness. And what are you doing to prevent yourself from claiming those realities, those truths? It is. And sometimes it's just the voices we've heard all our lives in our heads, society, teachers, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, you know, all projecting their, their, what they learned their you know, the things that don't serve you. And it just rolls around in your head over and over and over again. And then, you know, you take it to heart and you believe it. And when somebody tells you something positive or supportive, it's hard to believe because it's so counterintuitive to what you've learned. You've heard and learned your whole life. Well, and some people don't even realize that it's affecting them. Like, right? Like I just gave a, a live example for me where that I didn't realize my heart was closed until that moment. And I think that is something that many people live with. They might have heard something even when they were in grade school or high school that they're still living their truth by. And what they need to know is that they have the empowerment and ability to unlearn that or mentally reverse that, put prayer around it, wrap it in love, forgive it, and release it forth to the universe, to the good of God and all living things. And that is something that's an intention from your heart that you and every other person Marla has the right to do. But the first step was accepting, acknowledging that that affects your daily life and your vibration of how you speak your truth out to others. Well, and it becomes aware. You need to become aware that this is an issue because like you said, a lot of people go through life with blinders yeah. on. They can't see. They don't know. Mm-hmm. and But their life isn't working for them. And it's mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and you could sit there and make suggestions from here to eternity. And they're just going to deny, deny, deny. But then you sit there and say, well, how is your life working for you this way? Mm-hmm. 
And some people will say it's just fine, even though they're like swirling down the tubes. Right. But I think that it really is bringing yourself to a place of choice, that we have the power to choose. For example, I was diagnosed with uh, junior rheumatoid arthritis when I was age 10, and then diagnosed with fibro, uh, fibromyalgia when I was 18. Wow. And, you know, I could have just gone along and let the doctors prescribe me, and then I'll die from stomach cancer one day from the meds I was on. But I choose to just believe that as long as I'm good to myself and I have that balance, I'll feel well. And um, I strive to push myself where you never would know that if I didn't tell you. I'm in the same boat. I have a couple of issues and, you know, other people would be laid out. And I'm sitting there going, so oh, I'm doing pretty well considering what, the, what I've been diagnosed with. Right. And I just keep, my, keep going in my life and I keep persevering and people don't understand how I'm able to do as many things as I'm doing. But I love it and yeah. it, it empowers me. Absolutely. It energizes me. Yeah, but you made the choice, right, Marla? You made the conscious, intentional choice to say, this does not define me. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of people let other things, people, whatever whatever it might be, they let other things define them. They do. Them defining themselves. So let's let's talk about self-definition and, and how, how, do you have any tech tips, tools, techniques, thoughts on how people can come to an awareness that they are being put into a box of definition and how to sort of like start to break out of that box? You know, I had the opportunity um, to go to a silent retreat, if you can imagine me being silent. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went to a silent retreat and it was a unique time in my life. My husband chose to retire um, we thought that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, and I learned that actually I had a little bit too much energy for my own household. Um, and part of that was me being able to say to my children one day, look in their eyes and tell them, well, mommy could have stayed home, but I'm choosing to go and work. Um, and I had to do a deep question, which is, why did I do that? Why am I doing that? And in a place that came from the heart, not the head. And so when I went through the silent retreat, I asked myself a question, which is, who am I? And forget your roles. Forget that you're a mother, a sister, a daughter, a father, a son, a teacher, whatever your role is in your business, like strip yourself of all of that and literally define who are you um, and start writing the things that you know about yourself that are true, right? We know, for example, I'm a communicator. Um, I could tell you that I have to have harmony in my day. And I absolutely can tell you that I have to have conversation, this two-way exchange, like what we're doing right now, Marla, in my, in my life every day. And if I don't have those three things in my life, in my day, where I'm basically bringing my energy to another human brain to bring something up in the world, well, then I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm not serving. And those were the three things that I couldn't fulfill in my household by myself, which is my family, because I had to touch more people than that. I needed that. And that became our vision and purpose in my business and what I do and power and the cover of my book, right? It's the power of joy and purpose, which is saying that you deserve to be joyful, but then how do you empower that for the goodness of you, your loved ones? Um, and then what are your God-given graces? We all have gifts. And a lot of people think the things that they're strongest at may not be their gift. And I will tell you, it is your cognitive gift. If you're really good at something, though, you don't know you're the best at it because you do it naturally and it was easy for you. Right. Um, and so really coming back and understanding, no, those things that you think are easy, they might be, you might be, the one person out of, if you take a group of 100, the top 10% of people that can do that. And, right. and the question is, if God gave you that gift, what are you doing with it in service to bring other people up and to bring yourself up? I think that's great. And you're right. Um, and we are all given gifts. And I remember, God, so long ago, um, I was taking ballet. I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And my neighbor who lived behind me, she was a natural at ballet. I mean, it just came to her without struggle. And the other thing too, is sometimes when you, you have a gift, you take it for granted. Absolutely. And you just sort of like think of nothing of it and you might push it to the side where people struggle to rise to that level of ability. And for you, it's natural. Mm -hmm. And, and that stayed in my mind about how she had this ability, but didn't really embrace it right she didn't know 
Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to look at other people and let them know what we see in them intentionally and with purity so that we can help bring everyone to their awareness of what their gifts are, even if they're different than our own and even if they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. So, for example, my husband is meticulous, um, crosses T's, dots I's. You know, he should be working in forensics, right? Um, <laughs> and, and instead, he's just, you know, in our home. But I realize every day I tell him, somebody would look at him and probably say he's a bit, you know, compulsive, you know, having to like have everything meticulous. And I would say, no, that's his gift. His gift brings such order to our home and, and it allows the rest of us to just show up at home and like enjoy each other. And, and he thinks nothing of it. And I'm going, do you know how many women wish that they had you in their house? I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Where somebody else might say it's a bit much for them. I sit there and receive it as a blessing that I've received his gift that was given to him. Yeah. And he is sharing his gift with you right, and the right. family. And it's a beautiful thing when you do recognize you have an ability, you have a gift, and you can share it, whether it's your birth family or it's a family that you've pulled together from various groups and organizations and you've developed these relationships. Right. Absolutely. It's, It's one of those things where we really don't understand always or take acknowledgement of the fact that we're meant to bring each other up. And if people, if we can help, if I could help you, Marla, for example, when I greeted you today, I told you what I love about your presence today. Yes, you did. You might not know that. So I don't take for granted with anyone I meet that they know their gifts because I know I didn't know mine until I psychoanalyzed myself to death. I get it. And I was probably and way in my 40s by then, you know? <laughs> well, I understand because it took me a long time to get there too. Yeah. But here's the most important thing. We are there. And with that thought, I know we have a couple of seconds, but let's go to break. Um, okay. And then on the other side, we'll talk about charity shout out and a few more of these topics. Oh, I love that. Let's do it. Perfect. Okay. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back. I am speaking to Nicole Martin, and we have been talking about her book, The Power of Joy and Purpose. So, um, but before we get back to our conversation, it's charity shout out time. So, let's talk about your charity, Nicole. It's Omni Youth Services. Yes, Omni Youth Services. Oh my gosh, I love Omni Youth Services. So, I've lived in Chicagoland my entire adult life. And this is a this is a real thing. So after I started my business, I got a phone call out of the blue. I was recognized as some influential woman in business or something like that. I get this award, you're in the paper, right? And I get a call from a woman who's on 
um, staff at Omni and they asked me to join the board. And I remember on the call, Marla saying, what's Omni? I didn't, I hadn't heard of it. And as I learned about it, I was really sad and grounded to realize that it was the largest social service agency in the northern part of Illinois. And it was right in my backyard and I didn't even know it was there. And wow. I didn't even know what they did. And how many people walk about their day with a similar thing? I say Omni to them. If you're in the northern part of Illinois and Chicagoland, you would know Omni Youth Services. And if you don't, well, then you're having the same feeling as me, which is here's a, here's a non-for-profit organization who takes DCFS cases, who takes all kinds of situations of, of youth and jeopardy, and with 98 upwards percentage effective outcomes of bringing people back to their lives and to their opportunity um, of engaging their life with choice and, and personal empowerment and health. Um, it's amazing what they're doing, the work they're doing. And I only really got to see it when I was on the board and, and really even seeing the dynamic of how the state issues and how the states fund the not-for-profits and the backlog and really, um, you know, these businesses are running, but they're not being paid always timely. And so when you think about that, the amazing, they're doing God's work, Marla. It's unbelievable. And I just think what they're doing with the children, and no matter what we do, um, you give $5, $10, whatever it is, it's going directly to the child, directly to the children that they support. Um, and they specifically serve um, the youth community and especially have some special programs for at-risk kids that are out, over 18 going into college and maybe having, you know, some vulnerability in those stages of transition. And it's so hard. And with the vulnerability of, um, you know, kids, the suicide rate and, you know, oh. going up so high, this is such an important a group to help these, these, these individuals to, to let them, to support them and let them know that life is worth living. Yeah. And, and to give them the, the reason to live. Ways. Yeah. The, and the grassroots ways we can use it to teach our kids. I, um, every um, holiday I, I take my son and I have him pick a child that's the same age as him, you know, and that is living maybe in a threatening situation or, or even a shelter. Right. And, we're going to go buy Christmas for this little boy and my son's going to pick his gifts because it's very important for my child to understand how blessed we are and that there are people with much greater challenges and we have the ability to just be present with them. It's so true. It's so true. So to reach out to Omni Youth Services, it's www.omniyouth.org and that's O-M-N-I-Y-O-U-T-H dot org. And if you'd like to get a hold of Nicole, you can look at her website at www.nicolemartin.live. Or if you want to reach out to her personally and ask her some questions or find out more about what she does, nmartin at hrboost.com. Yeah. So, and I am neurotic, Marla. I do answer my emails pretty much daily. I'm pretty crazy about it. That's great. I know I like I try to get mine all done within 24 hours. Yes, it's 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 a bit challenging in today's tech world, let me tell you. But I am committed to responding. Um, I think being approachable is really important in today's world. And I definitely, you know, even if you have somebody call in today and ask a question, I consider those people engaging and taking our conversation deeper. Right. And I would Absolutely. give I would ship them a, a signed book, no cost, and just say thank you for being a participant in our conversation, because I think we can't have enough ambassadors um, bringing joy and purpose to people. And sometimes, like I said, it's hard work and a relatable example. And that's why when I wrote this book, it's my, of all my books, Marla, it's the one I'm most proud of. And when I spoke internationally, um, or I should say in front of an international audience, when I launched it over a year ago, I, I had a woman who waited to come up to me and then she was trembling. And she said, Nicole, what you said on stage tonight, um, you said on stage, when it's time for us to hear it, we will hear it. Absolutely. And I've been living through 30 years of denial. She goes, and what you said tonight helped me hear it. And I thank you. And I told her, I said, this is why I wrote this book. And you're the one soul I've helped heal today. And now my work is done. The rest is like frosting. It's like all good stuff. You know, it's all just sugar. <laughs> I got goosebumps. It's a, that's a great story to share. And yeah, and it's about supporting and helping each other. And I love what the message of your book about living in joy and purpose because, you know, look at, we all know I went through a transition. I mean, it's in my book and, you know, it shows about how, 
you know, there was low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And now that I've, I've shifted, I, I've done a lot of self-work as you'd have. And I now live in gratitude and joy every single day. It mm-hmm. is so important to me to be able to be grateful for the people, the places, the things, everything in my life. Yeah. And then when you're grateful, you just elevate. And that's where joy comes in. And when you bring your joy to your purpose. Or well, you, then it's powerful, yeah. Yeah. But well, I think I love your journey. And I love that I met you at the beginning of it, let's say. Because I can really witness it just in your sense of um, presence. And I think that a lot of people aren't aware of their presence or connected to their presence in a meaningful way. And I think that it's really important to have that clarity of being, which is asking yourself the tough questions, like, who am I? Asking yourself if you're in alignment with that. And how does your daily actions mirror that? And I really think that we can't come to a place of gratitude always deeply with that presence that you're talking about without really aligning the two. What are our daily actions? How do we live our day? How do we fill our soul cup? How do we intentionally give? Um, In order to achieve what you're talking about with greater joy and purpose, Marla, people have to absolutely connect with the clarity of being, which is what am I doing right now today? And will at the end of this year, let's say, for example, however you look and reflect, some people look around their birthday, some people look around, they turn a certain milestone age, some people just do a calendar year with their business, whatever it is, when you're in that moment of reflection and asking yourself, am I living my life daily to achieve the epitaph, the dash that I am intending to do? Or are all my daily actions running directly in conflict with that? And what's the immediate thing I can do to change that, maybe it's a baby step, but what can I start to do to change that today? And when you take start taking the baby steps, the energy changes. You'll yeah. start to feel your shift. And even with gratitude, you know, starting, there are many people who just don't see the, the, the bright side of things. And even if you're just grateful for a toothbrush, having toothpaste, soap, a pillow, blanket, mm-hmm. bed, Roof of your head. I mean, it could just be the smallest thing, a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. It then elevates the, your vibration. And when your vibration elevates, your whole perspective starts to change. Absolutely. Well, and it's a law of attraction. You start to bring more positive things to you that are likeness to likeness. Exactly. But I think that even if it's where you're in a down spot, which is really what I'm, my book is for talking to somebody on how to get out of that. And if you think about it, uh, the best thing about things happening to us, and maybe us not knowing that we have the ability to choose personal empowerment, is that you know what's wrong for you. Right. If you know what's wrong for you, it's easier to identify what's right. It's much harder to say what's right for you when you don't know anything. I'm, I'm right on board with yeah, that. So you take a lot of gratitude for what you know is wrong, and you go, okay, I learned that. Got that done. Now I know what is right. And now I can go intentionally choose what is right for me and exclude the things that are negative and pulling from me, depleting me, and intentionally push those things to the side. And choosing choosing happiness today. And it, it, it is a choice. Yes, because exactly. you can get sucked down or you can, and, you, know, you can dance on water. I mean, the yeah. choice is yours. Yeah. It's a daily practice, though. It's absolutely daily, especially for someone like me. I know it's daily for me and in the chaos of raising children and, and in your marriage and just in your business. It's, it's a daily practice. And the more successful you become, the more intentional you must be about protecting what brought you there in the first place. Absolutely. Nicole, I have to thank you for being on the show. Oh, it is time to wrap up, and it has been such a beautiful, wonderful conversation, and I thank you for being here. And again, I want everyone to know that if you want to reach out to Nicole, reach out to her at nmartin at hrboost.com, or you can check Nicole out at www.nicolemartin.live. And if you want a book, if you want her free gift, um, reach out to her, and she will send it to you. And I want to thank you, the audience, for participating with us today. It has been absolutely wonderful having you with listening and knowing that you're there. Um, I want to thank Voice America and everyone who pulls this show together, Matt, Robert, 
Thank you. Um, I want to thank Teresa, my assistant, for without her, I don't know where I'd be. She's on it, that's um, for sure. She is on it without question. I also want to remind you that my book, My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path, is available through my website at marlalevittgoldberg.net um, or through Amazon. And Love it. I have two book events coming up, uh, two different locations. Well, actually, four different locations. But uh, next weekend, I will be in Denver, Colorado. And I'll be on Saturday, the 7th of September. I will be at For Heaven's Sake. I love that name. Uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. Talking, doing a book talk and book signings. And I'd wow. love to see you if you're in the Colorado area. And on Sunday, Tea and Treasure is at the Ascension Center in Denver, Colorado. And I'm there from 3 to 5. So, again, if you're there, come and see me. And then next month in October, I can't believe it's Labor Day weekend already, in October, October 3rd, Thursday, October 3rd, I'm going to be at Spiritually Bold Grounding Center having a book event. So if you, I know there's a lot of peeps out there in Arizona that connect with me. So please stop by and visit. I'd love to see you, meet you. And then on Saturday, the 5th of October, I'm going to be at Crystal Gratitude in Sedona, Arizona. Mm. So if you're in the Sedona area, I love Sedona. Please, it's such a spiritual place. Please Mm. come and join me there. And so, Nicole, again, you know what? You just bring sparkle and brightness wherever you go. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for having me as a guest. It's just like I said, you're like this bright spot in my day among my business hectic, you know, crazy schedule today. <laughs> you were this beautiful aura that came into my office right here. And right? It's beautiful. So I enjoyed my hour with you very much. And I look forward to hearing anybody that would like to learn more about the power of joy and purpose, whether that be personally or through their work. Perfect. It's wonderful. So to everybody out there, till next week, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Thank you for joining. See you next week.